0: Welcome to the vol bros my name is evan this is my brother rustin uh, aka dixieland delight and we are two vol bros who are actually bros we are charging into this episode and we hope that no officials block us uh as we proceed this evening see what i did there um it's man, a coin toss is... whichever everyone they're going to call so it really doesn't matter yeah exactly um but my oh my, oh my. what a win what a win Uh, We've already got the comments blowing up. I love it. Uh, Evan. So Evan apparently is an Alabama fan. So I knew we were going to lose this game. Tough loss. Defense was insufferable. Good game. I will not say those last two words on this show ever. So I'll just move on to the next one. Um, We did it OMG. (laughs) Zach. Oh, my boy. Zach. All right, Zach. You got to get on this show tonight. I'm going to post the link to join on screen if you want to, buddy. Hey, Zach never faltered in his belief about tonight he has been constant the whole time that they Tennessee was going to win this game even when Rustin and I were kind of skeptical last Saturday Zach was like not we're winning the next three baby we're gonna we're gonna beat Bama we're gonna go into and win that one and then they're gonna win at A&M so Zach if you're if you're with us still tonight man uh I, I'm sure you are if you want to I'm gonna put that link out there specifically for you buddy so you can get on here and tell us how wrong we were (laughs) and and how and how you you kept the faith uh john said man what a game it's good to see john back and evan back and elijah back uh john said it seems we always do better when we have a couple stars sitting out um yeah i mean like you think about the kansas game josiah wasn't able to play and other people they rise to the occasion the whole the whole battle for Atlantis exactly i mean it's it's a team of dr jekyll and mr hyde i mean they they show up when you don't expect them to and they don't when you do expect them to maybe it's those jerseys they wore tonight they wore those against texas maybe it's the jerseys (laughs) look good play good feel good babe um let's see uh chatsworth 1979 said feels fabulous but worrying we used up all the emotion in this game saturday's game will be tough well hey Anytime you go into rep arena and you're wearing an orange colored jersey, yeah, it's gonna to be tough. Absolutely. Or, or absolutely.
1: any colored jersey. You're playing eight on five yeah. every time you go in there.
0: Yep. Uh Rebecca and company house two said so good. I agree. Party horns, absolutely, absolutely. Um hey, Zach. Oh, Zach's already talking about this Saturday. Look at this. <laughs> he said, Let's enjoy this one and wait for Saturday to wipe the floor with the mildcats. <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, uh he, she said, yeah, I think I'll sleep well, at least for tonight. <laughs> um, uh, oh, Elijah, he's already saying, Oh wait, I thought we were going to lose. <laughs> hey, That's,
1: that's why this team is so incredibly frustrating. If we had told anybody that Alabama was going to come in tonight full a whole roster full. Everybody thought their center was going to sit. He played. And we were going to play without Josiah and Julian Phillips. Jemai Mashack was going to have to play at least 30 minutes and guard Brandon Miller for the large majority of it. How many people would have picked Tennessee to win that game? Not very many. (laughs) Zach would have. Zach is all about it, man. I'd love one.
0: (laughs) He is the man. Uh, let's see. Darius said, happy the Vols won. Great effort. I hope they bring the same energy against Kentucky. Absolutely. Welcome back, Darius. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Darius joined us, I believe from Ohio, if I remember correctly last time. That was yep. awesome. So, uh, welcome back. And, uh, let's see. Uh, Chatsworth said eight on five. I'll have to remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Elijah, uh, we just beat Russ best buddy, AKA Nate Oates. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, Chatsworth said one of the vol radio network announcers called him can do a do. He had a huge game, double, double tonight. That's huge. Um, rim protector for sure tonight. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, uh, I'm going to update the, uh, lower third here and we're going to put basketballs beat number one, Bama. Um, Huge win! Uh, Bama became the number one rated team in the AP poll two days ago, and Tennessee certainly spoiled that this evening. So, what were your reaction to that game, Rustin? Let's get your thoughts first.
1: Well, Jonas Adu and Erosh Plavsic both had huge nights. I mean, anytime your post game, your two centers combined for, um, I believe it was twenty two points and fifteen rebounds between them. Um, that's a huge night. You know, even if it's two guys doing it instead of one, anytime you can get that kind of post-production, that's a big deal, especially against a team like Alabama that wants to push and run. Um, you know, we weirdly – a lot of people didn't realize this in the flow of the game because it didn't make sense, but we actually lost the rebounding battle. Out, Alabama out-rebounded us tonight. Um, but somehow, in spite of that, we killed them offensively in the paint. Um Jonas Adu was just a man possessed. That was his best game in a ball uniform. Um, you know, love that. I heard a stat today, and after I heard it, I wish I hadn't picked against Tennessee because I think this is just unbelievable. Rick Barnes is now 6-0 and against a top 10 opponent in Thompson Bowling Arena. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, man- kudos to the crowd for being involved in that, too.
1: Yeah, the man has never lost against a top 10 opponent in Thompson Bowling.
0: That's awesome. Um, my, my initial reaction to that game was, my goodness, SEC officiating is horrible. And it was horrible both ways. Yeah, it was really both bad. Both ways. Um, both teams have legitimate reasons to be very upset at the officiating. And if, if there was one thing that we learned from tonight about sec officiating it is that makeup calls are a very very real thing oh yeah (laughs) because that's that's that was the last 10 minutes of the game for tennessee like tennessee would come down bama would drive to the basket and tennessee would foul them no call next trip down the court they barely touched them foul (laughs) um like i mean the, the second half man the officials it was just makeup call after makeup call against tennessee because they missed blatantly obvious fouls the previous possession so um yeah i mean it it was just very it's very obvious that sec officiating really really needs some work um the other thing my major takeaway here's, from tonight was: here's the
1: sad part did you see the rankings of those officials pregame? no i didn't those are the three best in the conference oh that's
0: unfortunate <laughs> that is that is an indictment on the conference man Um, the other thing I took away from it was turnovers, Uh, taking care of the basketball. Hey, listen, basketball is basketball, no matter what level, it doesn't matter if you're playing, you know, YMCA league, rec league stuff, or, or, uh, middle school, high school college. It doesn't matter. Taking care of the basketball is the name of the game. Uh, You can't score unless you've got the ball taken care of it in your hands. If you're turning it over so much, then that's ever a wasted opportunity. Every trip down the court that you turn it over. And we saw that tonight. Um, yeah. You know, Tennessee Bama, forced a lot of turnovers.
1: Yeah. Bama finished with 19. Tennessee only had eight. Well, there you go. There's the game right there. Yeah. And
0: that's the game. Um, my goodness. There, there was one particular, it was a critical moment of the game. Uh, Quinterly comes down the court, tremendous point guard. Z- Zakai did not let him have fun tonight, uh, but tremendous player, tremendous player. And just, I, I don't know what he was doing, but he he drove the middle of the lane and tried to make a kickout pass to the wing Is real, real close to the end of the game. And I don't know if the ball slipped out of his hand or what, but it was just a really, really lazy pass mm-hmm. and easily intercepted by Vescovy. Um, it, you know, just not taking care of the ball, and, and that cost him. And That's the bottom line. Uh, you know, guys dribbling up the right-hand side of the court near the end of the game there. Jemai Meshack is guarding him. Maysak reaches in a little bit with no call, which is good. Guy dribbles it off his own leg, out of bounds. I mean, that's a, that's a a critical error in a critical moment because I think at that point it was probably a six point game. Um, that's that's a big turnover. Um, Evans Evans not happy with his point guard right now. He said Mike Quinterly is a turnover
1: king. Uh, um, he is. That's why they that's why they moved him to the six man role because they were trying to bring offense off the bench and limit his turnovers.
0: Uh, we had, let's see, we had some other, uh, uh, things come in, uh, Vol talking sports. There's a, a new person with us. I believe this is probably another Tennessee podcast. So, Hey man, we're all about sharing the love. You can go check out this guy's or this lady's podcast Vol talking sports. Um, probably, well, probably a great channel. So, uh, go, go check out that, um, as well. Uh, Zach said, we well, you know, you know, I love you, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see uh of sports best to with eight rebounds is big yeah absolutely santi um,
1: santi i'll tell you that guy you know it was huge for him to hit those free throws late it definitely yes, it got sure him was. it got him out of his head um yeah. you know i don't think that'll be an issue going forward he saw a few go down you even saw him laugh one of them off after it um like it psychologically that was big for him but my goodness, that dude is just a warrior. You know, yeah. he's, he's out there flying around, sacrificing his body, taking big shots, um, you know, rebounding with anybody and everybody. That guy, no one can ever question his effort.
0: Absolutely. Um, I'll, We'll come back to that when we talk about our players in the game, I'm sure. Uh, let's see. Um, ball talking sports said balls just seem to show up against top 10 teams yeah i mean playing to the level of competition and, and that's a double-edged sword yeah that's been um, an gotta,
1: ongoing issue
0: yeah they got to they got to maintain that consistency even when they're playing the vanderbilts and stuff like that uh elijah said i think they're 16 and one leading at the 10 minute mark in the second half that's that's interesting that's a pretty cool stat there yeah they talked about i think that. that's what they said.
1: <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if it was 16. Um, it was a bizarre number though. It was it was definitely in the double digits. I can't remember what they said during the game. Um, it might be 16, but I was thinking it was like 13 or 14. Either way, it's an unbelievable statistic. If they're up by you know anything after the 10 minute mark in the second half, they're gonna win. Um
0: Derry said I think Alabama got worn down in the second half with Tennessee being physical with him. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. In foul trouble, man, it really got to him there at the near the. I mean, because here's the deal: if you're playing, you know, three, four minutes with with left in the game, and you pick up your fourth foul, that's in your that's in your head, you know, like you, you, it can't not be. And so uh, that impacts how physical you play, uh, because all of a sudden you don't want to body up like you were and stuff like that, knowing mm-hmm. that you could pick up that fourth one. And Darius made a really good point earlier. He said, you know, uh, at least in this game, Zakai wasn't making fouls 93 feet away from the goal and stuff like that. Uh, Mitchell said, "Like yeah. thank you, Mitchell. Appreciate that, man. W- w- glad you're with us.
1: Yeah, I thought Ziggy did a really good job tonight, sliding his feet, keeping his hands high, not getting overly aggressive and kind of picking and choosing when he decided to be aggressive with his hands. Um, and know, hey, I think he only had one. He only had one silly foul. And hey,
0: kudos to
1: Jay Billis for potentially the best line of
0: commentating for the entire year. In all of college basketball this year, when he said guarding Zachary Ziegler is like trying to guard Mugsy Bogues in a phone booth, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, kudos to him for coming up with that one. That was a good
1: one. I tell you, the other um, thing about Ziegler tonight that went overlooked—you know, for the most of the night—he guarded Mark Sears. Mark Sears was averaging 14 points a game tonight, two. Yeah, that's a big deal. That,
0: that's a big deal, yeah. <laughs> that is a big deal. Well, I just said he's really happy with Euros, and you do, absolutely, 100%. Zach said Sonny had the yips, and he thinks they're over now. Uh, my goodness, man, he knew he was feeling it when he came off that. Uh, it wasn't even just screen; He just got himself open in the corner. Zakai passed it to him, you know, a little underhand pass, and with a guy in his face fall, fading away from the goal – Turn around, bam, drained it in the corner. That was beautiful. You knew he was feeling it when that thing went in. Uh, Austin said, hey, Austin, welcome, buddy. Uh, welcome to the show. Shack's D was a
1: massive key to this victory. No doubt. One, I totally agree. Totally agree. If Jemai Meshack in the offseason can develop his <laughs> offensive game, that dude is an absolute NBA player. Because defensively, he is the best defensive player in America. It, it is unbelievable how how well he plays defensively, and you know people can look at Zach Edey and all these other guys. Brandon Miller will be the first pick in the draft, and it doesn't matter who gets it. Um, no, versatility, Brandon, I mean, yeah, Brandon Miller is a freak of nature that every NBA team is drooling over. And there was a moment tonight when he only had four points when when Jemai was on the floor. He had he had eleven when Jemai wasn't, and four when he was. And every NBA scout will take note of that. That That's a huge deal. So, Rustin, who is your player of the game? That's a hard one, honestly, because so many guys stepped up and played so incredibly well tonight. I thought in the first mm-hmm. half, Zakai basically dominated the game. I thought he dictated tempo on both ends. Um, I, I thought we were tied at the half because Zakai had one of his best halves in a ball uniform. Um, vescovy again was just playing like an animal everywhere and, and and he's playing really hurt like people people don't seem to they don't seem to remember that even though they talk about it pre-game people don't seem to remember it while the game's going on santi is not okay and he's just playing through it um you know and and he's looking over at the bench at julian and and josiah and going i gotta play through it because there's nobody else right. um you know, Uro stepped up and had an enormous game, gave great minutes. Jamai did an amazing job on Brandon Miller, but I think you have to go with Jonas Adu. He had 12 and 11. They only credit him with three block shots. He actually had four. There was one that they weren't sure. There was about two different guys who got their hand on it, and they weren't sure who to give it to. So as of right now, they haven't given it to anybody. Um, but um, – <laughs> it was Jonas. Jonas was the first one to get his hand on it. So, you know, when a guy comes off the bench or comes in getting one of his few starts of the year, 12 points, 11 boards against the number one team in America. Honestly, if Jonas doesn't have that kind of a game, we don't win. He, he was the difference. I think that's a great point. I think it's totally a, a, a fair assessment. Um,
0: he was huge, absolutely huge uh two massive blocks late in the game and that one it was beautiful it mm-hmm. uh, i think it may have been quinterly it was i can't remember who it was drove the lane and i just went up it was clean it actually wasn't one of the non-calls that should have been called it was clean yeah Uh that's why Nate Oates didn't react at all after he knew oh, that was clean he just went up and protected the rim and it was beautiful um i think if i if i had to pick one um it, you're it's right. Hard. Really even, yeah. <laughs> you can point it, to so it, many of them. Yeah, it was very evenly balanced. Um, I think Zakai's biggest contributions in the second half were honestly um uh, creating offense. And and what I mean by that is, yeah, he didn't have very many points in the second half, but he did create offense for other people, um, including, you know, when he would drive the lane and stuff, and sometimes you're like, dude, just go up because you're right in the goal. Um but he created offense. But I, I think that without Santi hitting the shots that he hit in the second half, that is a totally different ball game in the second half. And so I would, I would give mine to Santi. There was one defensive possession where he was guarding someone on the wing. There was a pass to a guy at the top of the key. This is in this, I don't know, maybe halfway through the second half, maybe a little bit, a little bit beyond that, maybe like seven or eight minutes left and got the top of the key wide open shot. Santi busted his tail over there to get over there get a hand in his face. Dude didn't take the shot at that point. Uh, then um, he either forced up a shot after that or he passed it and there was another shot and Sonny boxed him out and got the rebound. Um, I mean, he, he won that defensive possession. Like he was yeah. the reason there were no points, that possession. But then when you come down and, and you see Bama start, you know, making it instead of a nine point game, it's a six point game. After they hit a three, or they cut the they cut the lead from a seven point lead to a six point lead or a five point lead, and you come back down the court and Sonny hits a shot or buries a three or something. It's it's so psychologically draining to the other team. Yeah, because it's like yeah, here we go, we're getting back in it, and then he hits a fadeaway three from the corner, and you're like, oh come on, you know, um, it's like you can't get close again, and that's huge psychologically in the game, and so that's that's why I would pick. Santi for, for my player of the game just because he he was carrying them offensively in the second half, hitting those shots, man. It was incredible. Um let's see. Elijah Elijah said uh, uh Miller will be he agreed that he'll be the first player drafted. Uh your business, Nice. <laughs> uh with with a cat as the profile. That's what I'm talking about. Uh he said I thought I was hearing things earlier this afternoon when ESPN was saying the line was Tennessee by three. I should learn to never question Go Balls. Vegas is really, really accurate, which is wild. Like you,
1: somebody knows something. I don't. know. It's all scripted, like the NFL, I guess. <laughs> so that's that's actually where I heard that stat today about Rick Barnes being five and zero against the top ten in Thompson Bow- top ten in Thompson Bowling. It was. Somebody's saying that's got to be the only reason Vegas is picking Tennessee to win. He just doesn't lose against top 10 opponents at home. Um, I mean, what we other were, reason, what other reason could you give nothing yep. about that made sense? When we were trying to come up with, uh, the player of the game,
0: John made a good point. It was so tough to do it because it was such a great team effort and he's exactly right. Yep. Absolutely. We had a couple of A-dus, a May Shack. Mayshak. Uh, I think Euros not he getting Yeah, getting mouthing in mouthing the first half when he tried to help the Bama player. He hit in the face off the floor, show great composure. Yeah, it, but... it was a little bit sarcastic. He <laughs>
1: totally true. decked that dude and knew knew he needed to do something to make the refs feel okay about it, so he went over to help him up. <laughs> but that's why Sears wasn't going to let him help him up. <laughs>
0: Very gentlemanly of him to help him. <laughs> um,
1: Zach said
0: his player of the game was Ado. Uh The block around the nine-minute mark. Yep. I think that's yep. the one I was thinking about, too. Mm-hmm. Uh Ball Talk Sports said Adu's his player of the game. Um, Mitchell said, some of our great wins came without James. I hope he gets healthy and back. Okay, so here's one other takeaway from the game that I had this evening watching him on this. This is the second game in a row that he has not even been dressed. That is very concerning to me Uh because at the beginning of the season, like we said this on Saturday, the beginning of the season, he dressed every single game. He was in uniform on the bench every game. This is two games in a row. He's not even dressed. Uh, if he missed eight games while he was dressing out for the games, how many games is he going to miss
1: when he's not even dressing out? Uh, that's very concerning to me. I, I love Josiah I think he brings a lot to the table but honestly if if he's gonna get out there and play hurt I hate to say this out loud. We're almost better without him. I mean they they seem to rise the occasion and we're a lot more balanced um you know the post players realize they've got to be contributors. I hope he's okay I hope he gets healthy I hope he comes back at a hundred percent and he helps us make a deep March run. But if he doesn't, I'm kind of okay with the guys we're rolling out there. Yeah, I mean, well, you can't argue with the results from tonight.
0: It's the jerseys. It's got to be. That's that's the key, that's the key right there. <laughs> Side note, I love those jerseys, by the way. Oh, they're beautiful. I hope they wear those things every single game. They are gorgeous. Uh, hey, I like that, John. That's what I'm talking about. He said, smash the like button. Absolutely. Hey, I love that. That'd be wonderful. Text a buddy, share it with your friends. Uh, Vol talking sports, said the entire night the team seemed dialed in and focused. Would yeah, hey, 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Uh, Evan said Mayshack was plus nine and didn't score. Dude's a
1: monster. Hey, absolutely. And that's really stinking incredible. When you can finish plus nine in the differential and not score. You you are literally changing the game in every other way humanly possible. Um that that's just amazing.
0: Yep. Um, and yeah, I mean I, I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, Elijah said wear these jerseys every single game. <laughs> I Kentucky totally may
1: you with that Saturday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh Maybe they can come out with an orange one that, that has vols and white script on it or something. That'd be cool. <laughs> I I
1: would I want um I was I would love I would love to see um Tennessee contact Kentucky and say, hey, why don't y'all wear your home blues for the you know just yeah. <laughs> for the, go go retro. Let's yeah. let's throw the blue jerseys on Saturday.
0: Um this is a this is a great great point here. I wish we could treat every team like we play the number one team. So I'm going to let that lead into what we say about Kentucky here in a second. But my, my favorite line from any of the people on college game day this past year was, I don't know if anybody saw it, but the day before Tennessee played Florida, uh, they were interviewing Desmond Howard before the game. And he was talking about the game that was going to be the next day. And people were saying, you know, this Florida team seems like they might be a little down from previous years. And he said, I get that. He's like, "But here's the thing. The the Florida team you you see tomorrow is not going to be the same Florida team that showed up last week. He said, everybody knows when it's a rivalry game and everybody gives a whole different level on a rivalry game. The Florida team that shows up tomorrow is not the Florida team that showed up last week. And he was exactly right. Uh, We saw that when Kentucky played Tennessee in Thompson Bowling earlier this year. The Kentucky team that showed up in Thompson Bowling Arena is not the Kentucky team that showed up at Georgia last last Saturday. It's just not. Uh, The Kentucky team that shows up in Rupp Arena this Saturday is not the same Kentucky team that (laughs) that showed up at Georgia last Saturday. Everybody knows when it's a rivalry game. Everybody shows up different for that.
1: Um, well, and look at college basketball this year. I mean, literally every day, you have no idea what's going to happen. Purdue lost to Northwestern.
0: Yeah, I mean, for real. You, yeah. Just,
1: you have no idea what's going to happen from, from one day to the next.
0: Yep. Uh, so this is interesting. Um, unfortunately there's no way for us to know, the the question is, if you're listening to the audio podcast, the question is, you think Tennessee saving Josiah for the tournament? Um, unfortunately there's really no way for us to know. I would venture to guess not, uh, you know, you're playing the number one team in the country tonight. So if you have a sixth year, fifth or sixth year senior, I can't even remember now. Um, if, he, if you got him on the team and he's one of your starters, you want him in the game. If he can go, you let him go. So I, I doubt, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think they're saving him for the tournament. I think he's legit injured. And I think that the the diagnosis was a very strategic diagnosis, and he has a high ankle sprain. That is equivalent to lower extremity injury. (laughs) Um, That's about how descriptive that is, because that could mean a lot of different things. Uh, You see some people come back from a high ankle sprain in like less than two weeks or less than one week even, and then you see some people like Cedric Tillman have ankle surgery after a high ankle sprain. So and he doesn't play hardly at all the rest of the whole year. So, um, it's just those those words are very concerning. High ankle sprain, it's very concerning. Uh, let's see.
1: You missed one comment there. Um, even though Evan is an Alabama fan, he was um, he was not being um, sarcastic about Jemai Meshack. He was genuinely impressed with him, and he was he was complimenting him. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, let's see. So, Zach said he wants to see dark mode and basketball. Voltaing Sports said I want to see some black or smoky gray jerseys and on the font on tonight's jersey and orange. That'd be cool. Yep. Uh, let's see. Did you guys see the statistic of top 15 teams in true row games this year? Just over 50%. That surprised me.
1: I think it was actually just one game over 50%, if, if, if not two, but I believe it was just one. So tonight's Tennessee win just made it even 50%. Um, top 15 teams on the road this year are only winning half those games. Which means March is just going to be an unbelievable month. (laughs) Man, the first
0: two days of the tournament. Woo, or first four days. Give them the whole first weekend, round of 64 and 632.
1: It's going to be a (laughs) free-for-all.
0: It's going to be incredible. Jared, welcome, Jared. Jared's one of our buddies. That's awesome, man. Good to have you, man. Uh, Coach Barnes has taken some heat recently, but tonight he coached a fantastic game. Knowing the type of player Brandon Miller is and knowing he doesn't like smaller athletic guys guarding him, uh totally agree. I mean, hey, we see that in um, every huddle that they have in timeouts. They got the clipboard, you know, the, the little whiteboard up with all the players on the opposing team in the game at that moment and the scouting report on each player. Uh, they definitely knew what each player did and did not like and their tendencies. I think that's a great point. Um, uh, coach Barnes is a great coach. Sometimes, and, and Jared makes a good point here. I know this is shocking, but sometimes – fall Twitter can overreact, uh, occasionally. I know that is surprising, but it does happen every once in a while. Typically anytime any team loses, um, it, it uh, any Tennessee team loses. That's why Mark Nagy's fire. Everyone tweet is so evergreen because it always comes back around. But, um, coach Martin's a tremendous, tremendous coach. Uh, Zach just subscribed to ball talking sport. Hey, look at this, man. That's awesome. Vol bros bringing people together. That's, that's that's a great thing. I mean, that's just a great thing. Uh, getting Miller in foul trouble was huge, no doubt about it. he wasn't the only person in foul trouble. Uh, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Talking about one of the Thomas most Castleton breaking his hand.
1: He did it. Um, th- here's what's interesting about that. Now, again, this is against Ole Miss, so who knows if, who knows how it's going to play out. But Castleton broke his hand three minutes into the game, so it was early, um, and Florida still won by 15. Um, They started four guards around him, and those four guards all went for double figures, and their sixth man is a guard, and he went for double figures. So... Castleton breaks his hand three minutes in the game and five guards come out there and go f- each of them for double figures and they win by 15. They've got Arkansas Saturday. It'll be really interesting to see how they play that um, because their, their roster and their persona kind of says that they're just going to go five guards and fly up and down the floor um, and not have a post game at all. So it it's going to be interesting to see, how they adjust to that. But I think it's fascinating that that injury really, again, it's old miss. So who knows, but that injury didn't really affect them tonight. Hmm. Um,
0: I just, uh, I just posted a, uh, a link for people to join us if they would like to, Uh, just as a reminder, this is a family show. (laughs) Uh, My, my finger will be on the trigger button here. (laughs) And so somebody likes to, and get a little expressive, uh, in their, in their descriptions of, of their excitement and stuff. Maybe we might, uh, you know, just pull that trigger and, and remove them, but just remind, remember, it's a, it's a, it's a family show. Uh, Tyler joined us. He said, I stand corrected. Go big orange. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, of talking sports, so thanks. Zachary. I'm not as good as all bros, but I try. I, mean, I appreciate that, man. We both appreciate that. I'm sure it's excellent. Uh, let's see.
1: Austin. Uh, Barnes, just said, yeah, that one.
0: Barnes definitely deserves a pat on the back for tonight. The game plan was great. Our inbound defense and
1: switching was the best I've seen since the Pearl era. Yeah. I would love to know. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, but just as a kind of reminder, Rick Barnes definitely has input into the game plan, but the assistant coaches actually create it and and they divide up so like one assistant coach had the scout for tonight. He created the scouting report, he created the defensive plan, he created the offensive plan and another assistant coach has the one for Saturday. And so that way he can spend multiple days getting ready for Kentucky. The the one who was assigned for today has been has known that for a week and has been getting ready for today for a long time. I would love to know which assistant had the scout for tonight because that individual did an amazing job.
0: Well, we are fortunate that Zach has joined us uh, here. And Zach has taken a page out of Rustin's playbook (laughs) and has given himself a nickname here. Uh, I'm loving it. Welcome to the show, Zach. Elephant soup. (laughs) I love it, man. All right, Zach. This is... Here's the deal. This is your moment. You never wavered. You said the whole time they were winning tonight even in, when everyone was panicking on Saturday. So Zach, this is your moment. Buddy, glory in it. Uh what 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 made you so confident about tonight?
2: Oh, I just think that the one.
0: I love it. Hey, that's a good reason. That's a good reason.
2: <laughs> I also said that we were going to beat Missouri. Too so. Yeah. And we lost.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Um, I I'm so glad you joined us on screen because you deserve it. You never wavered. Uh, you you were the real MVP, Zach. Uh, <laughs> elephant soup. I love it, man. Um, hey Zach, you want to start our next segment here, our last segment? You want to start it with the play of the game? You want to give us your play of the game?
2: Uh, I think it was the um block when Alabama was um inbound the ball, and they do turned around and just blocked the shot. That was totally a shock. I mean, I, I thought that was going in, um, but he took it and it, um, he brought it in and went crazy.
0: Yeah, he was he he was a tone setter on defense, guarding the rim. Um, yeah. but I just hey Zach, I just want to thank you man for never losing faith in the Vols. Uh, you you were the person. Hey, they're gonna go two more. They're two and the next two games, right? They're gonna beat Kentucky oh. and A and M, right?
2: It's not 2-0. We win every single game from here on
0: out. There you go, buddy. I love it.
2: That's what I'm talking about. And, well, until we get to the tournament, we will have to wait and see until the tournament.
0: So, hey, uh, when when the first week of March rolls around and they're playing their last game and they've, they're they on a whatever game winning streak,
2: mm-hmm.
0: this is the moment everybody needs to market right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's, it has um, been predicted. February 15th, we are going to go 7-0 and o from here on out. There
0: you go. I love it. Mark it down folks. It's been, it's so let it be written. So let it be done. Um, the, the, Hey, Zach, Zach called tonight. He called it, he called it. It was going to happen and he was right. Awesome. Well, hey Zach, hang around with us. Okay. Stay with us on the show here. Keep, keep coming in and everything. All right, buddy. I will. Thanks for joining
1: us, buddy. You the man.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: So I do think it's worth noting what Zach mentioned right there, because that is something that Tennessee changed this year. And I, again, I would love to know which assistant coach, which new assistant brought this thought process. But in the past, Tennessee has always guarded the inbound underneath the basket, just straight up man. If you notice, they've now put whoever the largest guy on the floor is on the ball every single time But it's what's interesting is if you watch who everybody else matches up with, they're not guarding a person. They're guarding spaces. So like like at one point tonight, Zakai was responsible for the offside corner. Brandon Miller was in the corner. So it looked like Zakai was guarding Brandon Miller. In reality, he was guarding that corner for a backside three. So what they've essentially done is they've said, Jonas, for example, you're getting big, you're, you're guarding the inbounder, you're making the life miserable, trying to throw it over all seven foot, whatever of you. But then what that also does is once they do get it in, he can do exactly what he did on that play and just turn right around and be a rim protector. So it's almost like they're trying to lure people into throwing that lob into the paint so that jonas can turn around and be a rim protector without anybody realizing he's there so it's really it's it's really a pretty ingenious scheme um and i would love to know because rick barnes has never done that before that's new this year i would love to to know know who brought that
0: a little deceptive matchup zone there yeah essentially uh could be that you know they they've noticed a a pattern on Alabama inbounds plays where they're looking for that cor- opposite corner three. And, and so they took that away from them. Um, great coaching. That's what that yeah. is. Great coaching. Uh let's see here. We got some other comments, and then Russ and I are gonna give our plays in the game. Uh oh, okay. Yeah, well somebody took mine. Um <laughs> uh let's see here. Uh did, 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 man, we I missed a bunch of them through there, didn't I?
1: They're coming like crazy.
0: Uh, of all talking Sports. I'd love to join, but I don't think my two kids would allow. It. <laughs> uh, of all talking Sports. I'm calling a win against Kentucky this weekend. My prediction is 78. Whoa, now that's a win. 78-64. That's a 14-point win in Rupp. Hey, I mean that'd be awesome if it happens. They're gonna need Vescovi and Tyreek Key to be hitting some shots. That's for sure. Um, that, I love that. Well, let's do it. That'd be great. So
1: um, the only thing I'll say about that. So Kentucky's beating Mississippi State by 11 right now. But once again, Severe Wheeler and C.J. Frederick are not playing. If Wheeler and Frederick don't play Saturday, that's definitely to our advantage because our guards are way better than Kentucky's guards. Um, If those two guys are out there, it's pretty equal. But without them, yeah, I I could actually see that score happening. So Mark Nagy just liked our, our
0: live stream on Twitter. Mark, you're the man. We already mentioned you one night, one time tonight. Hey, I actually have your book right in front of you. So everybody go buy Mark's book decade of dysfunction <laughs> and go watch your interview with him from a week or two ago. It was awesome. Mark, we appreciate you watching. Um, Elijah. Okay. So Elijah took both of mine <laughs> cause I was going to say two. uh, he said every single free throw at the end of the game is mine or, he said the Olivier Alleyou poster dunk. That was that was pretty sweet. Um, Austin Ireland said Alleyou to Olivier was pretty awesome, even though it wasn't the most important play. That's a, okay. That's the, that that is exactly my take on it too. I, I love that. Um, let's see. Uh, of all times, the defense of the entire game was my play of the game. <laughs> uh, Zach
1: said he loves Rustin's name, Dixie Land of um I loved that immediately after the final horn sounded tonight, they immediately played it again.
0: Oh, they did? I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That's good. Uh, Okay, so, all right. While Talking Sports said it was refreshing to not have to see a buzzer beater tonight. Okay, was it just me, or did anybody else at the end of the first half when that dude launched that thing from half court think, oh, boy, here we go?
1: (laughs) Oh, I was told when when it left his hand, I told my kids, that's going to bank in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, as soon as he shot it, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Zach we were, said, yeah, the to Elijah's,
1: yeah, to Elijah's comment, we were six of eight at the free throw line in the last minute. Yeah. Uh, Zakai said he looked like the Harlem Globetrotter,
0: our Austin said Zakai looked like the Harlem Globetrotters on that one play. That was the Mugsy Bogues in a phone booth play. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Best line of the whole year right there. Uh, Missouri buzzer beater made me sick. We owe them. Yep. Uh, What's the book about? Oh, great question. So Mark Nagy's book decade as a function is about Tennessee athletics from 2007 to 2017. Uh, It is fascinating. Fascinating. You can find it on Amazon. Incredible. Incredible. Mark had a front Uh, row
1: seat and was deeply connected in the athletic department. So he knew things that a lot of their people didn't know were going on. I like this. Poppy Daniel. Hey, that's what I'm talking about.
0: Welcome, Poppy. Uh, and thank you. I, whichever one of us you were talking to, we appreciate that. Uh, appreciate the compliment. That's awesome. Um, Elijah said he felt the same way when the ball left the guy's hand at the end of the first half. He said, I laid my head down on my knees. <laughs> uh, you know what makes them mad, us playing Dixie? Oh, absolutely. It definitely makes them mad. Uh, well, what's even no better
1: What's even better is our student section sang all the words as soon as they started playing it. But all the parts that the Alabama fans altered to fit them, our students had somehow altered to fit Tennessee. So so they had all these extra little lines built in They prepared. It was fantastic.
0: Well, Rustin, what was your play of the game?
1: With two minutes and 15 seconds left, um, we ran a high ball screen. Brandon Miller switches off on Ziggy. Shot clock's running down, and I'm going, oh, Lord, what are we doing? Because um, it was 60 to 54. We're playing one of the best shooting teams in America. So a two-possession game with two minutes left is nothing against them. And Zakai drives a straight-line drive right at Brian, uh, Brandon Miller, Noah Clowney comes over to help. So he's got the future number one draft pick in the NBA on him. He's got a 6'10", 6'11", center coming over to to help. And he rolls the prettiest finger roll layup ever (laughs) over the top of both of them. Banks it in to go up 62 to 54. And we never looked back. And I'm given to understand that those gentlemen are taller than Zakai. (laughs) By quite a lot.
0: (laughs) So a little bit of a size disadvantage there. Um, I totally agree. That was a beautiful play. So I think it was Elijah. He was reading my mind, apparently. Um, We both had the same thoughts there. I was going to say, just like he said, or maybe as Austin said, um, it wasn't the most important play of the game at the time. But the alley-oop to that, it wasn't a very good pass. And Olivier was a little slow getting to it anyway, but then he made up for it by grabbing, you know, one hand in it and tomahawking it in. An and in the first half, dude, that was, that was pretty sweet. Um, that
1: was, that was pretty sweet. I honestly, I, I hate when they run those plays and he makes those plays because it just drives me insane. Like it, it just, <laughs> it continues to eat at me how good that dude can be on a night in and night out basis. And it's just like, Who's going to show up? Now, tonight, thankfully, yeah. because because I'll be honest, Olivier had nine and four, but it was an extremely quiet nine and four other than that alley-oop. You know, if Jonas hadn't shown up and basically taken his points and his minutes, we would have been in trouble.
0: Hey, I tell you what, a really underrated play of the game was Jonas's jumper from the free throw line late in the second half. hmm Those are two great, big points there. Great find by Tyreek Key. Yeah. But So that was going to be my play of the game, was that alley-oop. But it changed. So right after it was uh, Vescovy in the last little bit there, he went to the free throw line, he made two free throws. Then the next trip to the line, he missed the first one. And... You could see it was in his head. Uh, People Mm -hmm. mentioned in the comments that, you know, you could tell he was nervous. Yeah, for real, you could see it. Like he stood there and took a huge deep breath staring at the rim. Because you know it's in his head. Because he's not used to missing free throws. And he's missed a few big ones lately. And it was in his mind. And the fact that he came back and made the rest of his free throws, I think there were two or three more the rest of the night. And he Mm -hmm. made them all. That became my play of the game. Because that is huge, not just for tonight. Yes, it was important and obviously important in tonight's game. But that is way more important for the next month of basketball. And when they get in the SEC tournament, when they get in the NCAA tournament, and you have to make free throws in the clutch moments of the game at the end of the game to seal the deal, that is going to pay dividends in those moments because he can think back to those free throws tonight re stepped up to the line and he made them so he that's, was that's a big deal. he was
1: four he was four for four in the final 40 seconds there you go there you go
0: uh let's see here last couple comments we got um <laughs> true state that i call rup arena corrupt arena.
1: <laughs> eight on five every yeah. time
0: i like that that's good i like that um so Zach said it, it's fair fit. We got five more games. So we'll be six and oh. There you go, starting tonight. Um, <laughs> um that's exactly right. <laughs> uh so Zach called it. We're we're not we're not gonna be superstitious. We're a little stitious, but we're not superstitious. Um, but Zach Zach's saying seven or six and oh from here on out, including tonight. Uh that's what I'm talking about. Hey, baseballs start this weekend too. That's something to be excited about. Yep. Uh, really excited about. I uh, just, um, I almost said we got something in the works for next week, but I don't want to jinx it. So, um, but now that I've said it, I'm gonna say anyway. So we got something in the works for next week. Uh, we uh, we we contacted someone last night. Um, it's big, y'all. It's big. If it works out. No
1: no offense to Mark Nagy and Josh Bancuso, but if this works out, it'll hands down be the biggest guest we've ever had.
0: Uh, we're, we're talking like television personality, SEC network kind of stuff here. And so, <laughs>
1: it's like I said, Peyton Manning. <laughs> exactly.
0: I love it. I love it. I wish, uh, actually. <laughs> actually, it's Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> um. But, but. If this works out, then maybe Peyton would agree too. I'll just saying it, that. It
1: definitely, it definitely will open some doors.
0: Um, we already have a verbal commitment. I'll put it that way. We're supposed to contact this gentleman again on Sunday night because uh, he's currently in Charlotte at SEC Network, and then he has to go to Dallas for a game. And so um, we're supposed to contact him Sunday night. To see if we can set up a time sometime next week to record a show. So once I once I have a, a confirm you know appointment time, oh you better believe we're going to be saying from every day. Y'all going to get sick and tired of hearing it. <laughs> um, it's, I'm super pumped uh, when I, when we got the because I, I I messaged the gentleman and less than four I I, I presented what we wanted to do the, the show the exact name of the show we wanted to have and what he could provide to that show. And, uh, he replied back less than four minutes later and said, sounds good. Let's do it. And so I ran down the hall to tell my wife uh, about it. And I said, shooter's going to shoot. <laughs> I was so pumped up, man. So hopefully we'll hear back on Sunday night. And we'll be able to tell y'all, but here's the thing. Saturday night, you need to mark your calendars because we're going to have a huge show Saturday night. Here's the deal. Saturday night, we'll have a basketball game to talk about, but we're also going to have two baseball games to talk about. And so
1: we got a and, lot of stuff going on Saturday. And softballs are three and zero, and they just left for a four game tournament in Mexico. Not sure why they're they cool. couldn't find one in the United States, but they're going to Mexico. <laughs> they um, are
0: tearing it up. They yeah. they are hitting the ball, man. Like it is. They are. They're not just beating teams. They are like beating teams bad, very and badly.
1: All four. All four of those games. Definitely three of them, but maybe all four will all be done by the time we're on Saturday night. So, I mean, it's going
0: to be a huge show. So everybody wants to make sure you tune in on Saturday night. Uh, big, big time show. Um, this has been fun, y'all. It's been a blast. Uh, we hope everybody uh, – oh, somebody just got here. So I just got here. Great game. Next Saturday's game going to be tough. My grandpa's a Kentucky fan, so I have some personal interest in that one. Totally understand. I mean, here's the deal. It's Kentucky at Rupp, so Saturday night. Um, yeah, Zach said softball. He thinks they scored like thirty six runs. I mean, uh, at least right. I mean, they just, they scored twenty runs in three innings on one team. I mean, it's unbelievable what they're doing.
1: Yeah, uh, they've outscored hit. they've outscored opponents thirty six to three. Yeah, but that, uh,
0: that's pretty good. <laughs> um, one girl, one girl hit home runs in the same inning. She came up to bat twice in the same inning and hit a home run both times. Oh, yeah, looking like last year's baseball teams. Oh, man. hey, The pitching staff let's, this let's year. Also,
1: let's also not lose sight of something huge that happened this week. Um, LSU's closer, shut down for the season, going to have to have Tommy John. And I don't know how many of you all noticed, but Vegas had LSU as the odds on favorite to win the national championship. And they had Tennessee second. As soon as that injury was announced, they flipped it. Tennessee is now Vegas's odds on favorite to win the national championship. Yep. Uh, Obviously,
0: you know, nothing, we wish nothing but the best for the young man who is having Tommy John surgery. You know, there's a lot of people who have that surgery and they come back even stronger. John Smoltz, oh, yeah. uh prime example. So uh we hope we hope nothing but the best for him. Um, but I mean my goodness, when you look at Tennessee starting rotation, no, 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 no. When you look at Tennessee starting rotation and then the next five
1: pitchers after that, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say they um, they've they've got so much starting pitching depth, it's it's just insane. One or two of those guys can get injured and they won't feel it.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got five pitchers on all American preseason, all American teams. It's it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, Zach said, Tim Hudson had Tommy John surgery and came back stronger.
1: Uh, um, Tommy John, Tommy John has, has technologically gotten so far advanced. Most people come back throwing harder afterwards because they put a cadaver ligament in your elbow. I mean, it's, it's it's ridiculous the technology involved but you know i mean there's there's people intentionally having tommy john surgery so they can throw harder um it's it's just insane to, to any young high
0: school kid who might be watching this we do not recommend that just so no. you know we're not advocating that <laughs> like some kids thinking like well i'm throwing 82 83 consistently right now could be throwing 86 87 <laughs> I mean, yeah. Please obviously, don't go get
1: <laughs> obviously we don't condone that, but that's real. That that does yeah. happen. People, people do go get it so they could throw harder.
0: Yep. Well, this was awesome. Uh, we had, uh, actually at one point tonight we had more people watching the live stream at simultaneously than we've ever had ever on any of our live streams. So that was pretty awesome. Thank you all so much. Uh, everybody coming back, all, even Darius all the way from Ohio, man, that's awesome. Uh, Zach, Elijah. Uh, let's see. Had new people coming tonight. Um, it's, it was fun, man. Austin, Tyler Goldberg, you know, all these people. Evan came back. Evan's a Bama fan. He came back. Um, That's so cool, man. It's great to see everybody on here. Um, Saturday night. Hey, it's, it's going to be a big night. There's so many, so many sports. Uh, to, I mean, so many things happening right now in Tennessee Athletics. Saturday night. It's going to be a big night to talk about all those things. We'll have so much to discuss. So we hope everybody has a wonderful evening. We hope everybody has a great uh, Thursday ahead of you tomorrow. And we very much look forward to seeing everybody Saturday night. Go Vols, y'all.